Hello and welcome to the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by uh, my co-hosts, Bruce the Tugboat. Hello, what's going on? And Gary No Football. How you doing? Today we have a very special guest with us again, coming back for his second episode here, Uncle Sam. Glad to be here, thank you. Well, we're glad to have you here. We're glad to I have you so. here. I hope so. We got a lot I to discuss. Extra glad. Yeah, super glad. We got a lot to discuss today. We do. Uh, we have a Super Bowl coming up in just about, uh, well, when you guys hear this, it'll be two days' time. Uh, we're going to talk about both teams. We're going to talk about some dynamic quarterback play. Uh, there's a lot to discuss there. A lot to discuss coming from the Super Bowl. We're going to do a quick recap of the NFC and AFC championship games and go through both the Rams and the Bengals' year and kind of figure out how they got to this point. Uh, with that said, we're also going to have Gary No Football coming in with your bets for this game. It's going to be super important to catch the end of this episode so you know where to put your money going into Super Bowl weekend. With that said, let's get right into it. Let's do it. So, NFC Championship game, we had the 49ers and the Rams. Okay, we had a Jimmy Garoppolo versus Matt Stafford NFC Championship game, and obviously the Rams came out on top. With that said, I think we saw two of the most dynamic receivers in the league in Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. Well, Debo Samuel's not even a receiver anymore. He plays every position. Debo Samuel's the most dangerous player in the NFL. I, I think I'd have to agree. He's he's now coined the term. He's a wide back. I think he's unstoppable. I mean, you can get the ball in his hand almost every play, yes. which I think is a huge key when you have somebody as athletically gifted as him on your team. You know, he's Cord- basically Cord- doing what Cordell Patterson right. has been it's, doing. Has has been been doing. doing. Yeah, but he's, but he's to another level. Yeah, I think I think him versus Cordero, obviously I think Debo's a little bit more. Uh, no, he's a lot younger. He's oh, a lot younger, and I think he's and I think that's quite a bit more talented why you as well. see. Quote, unquote, he loves having the ball in his hand. Right. At I all mean, times. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's you get him the ball 25, 30 times a game. Right. You have to. You have to. You have to just keep Because if you don't, him. you lose. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They, they I lost. Think, they I think lost the Rams, because of that. The Rams did a good job of keeping him in check. Well, the Rams' defense is, is playing by far the best out of anyone's. It's a system. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. By far out of anyone. No, Rams, you know. Rams' defense is, is a squad that's definitely playing together. The defensive line and uh, that front seven of theirs is the reason why they're where they're at right now. The defense alone was is just stifling. For sure. Because without Vaughn Miller, I don't think they would be where they're at right now. The addition of him and Odell Beckham Jr. has been very significant. Very significant. I don't think they'd be where they're at now without those two players. So as far as defenses go, the 49ers had a pretty stout defense all year. And I think that some holes were definitely exposed against the Rams. Yes. I, I don't think they have a secondary strong enough to cover Cooper Cup and that Rams receiving core. And ultimately, Stafford found ways to make the throws and, and find holes in that defense. And I think ultimately yeah. that's why the Rams are. He just can't rush himself. Well, Once he starts rushing, yeah, if passes. He, when he feels uncomfortable, yeah, that's when I think you see Stafford at his worst. Yeah. Well, with Cam Akers coming back, that this has been huge for them. Right. 
Cam Akers is clearly a, the best guy on their roster. And without him, it, it would be tough for them to to even be where they're at without him. And we're gonna we're gonna get into Cam Akers and his Achilles tear and coming back and all of that here pretty soon. Yeah. But uh, as far as the AFC Championship goes, I don't think there were too many people that expected the Bengals to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs at Arrowhead, especially. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think anybody gave them a shot. No, Nobody I don't. Did. I mean, I know for me at least, as bad as I wanted to see Burrow win because I did not want to see the Chiefs in another Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, and I, I, you're not the only person that feels that way. That's for sure. Right, and Everybody especially outside of Kansas City, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and and especially after uh, if you go on TikTok and watch any of Jackson Mahomes TikToks and uh, the champagne shit with his with Mahomes' fiance or whatever it was, it just, I think it left a bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths, and I think there were a lot of people who were happy to not see them in the Super Bowl. Probably. Yeah. Probably so. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a Pat Mahomes guy. I've never been a Pat Mahomes guy. Are you I'm not, not a Pat – are you, are you guys not Pat Mahomes guys off of personality or play? I – both. Both, I think. I don't like his personality. I don't like his play. He, try, he tries to play quarterback like he's point guard. And, and I don't care for that. No. I don't care for that. The whole running I think it's, gun. A, it's a big, it's a big shit show. I think, he's and that's why guy. you've seen what you've seen. I mean, he blew a game because he tried to do too much. Yeah, and that's the reason why they lost because he tried, he tried to be the point guard, playing quarterback again. He just needs to do his job, and play within the system instead of running around like an idiot. Trying to make things happen, you can't do that. Right. Now, do you think that's because they were telling him to play too conservative? I think I think Andy Reid. Do battled. I think that? Yeah. I think they got out to that big no, lead. No, I, I don't. I don't think you so. Think I that think that was all him. Pat Mahomes in general. So you think he choked? I, I think Pat Mahomes in general is is he a good quarterback? Absolutely, he's a good quarterback. But he does. He tries to do too much. You don't too think? Much. You don't think they went out right. to that big lead and Andy Reid told him to? To oh, I'm sure. Pull back no, the of throttle. He told him to run time off the clock. Right. I think he told him to pull back that throttle. And yeah. Mahomes lost his rhythm, lost the mojo that he had in, early in that game to get them oh, up. You talk about somebody to lose their rhythm, man. He was. He looked that terrible looked, that coming out of the half. That was absolutely putrid. He looked like he shit in his diaper he coming was, out of the half. Seriously, he, he was did. putrid. It in was that terrible. Yeah. It was very bad. Yeah, I think very I, bad. Obviously, not knowing with 100 percent certainty. I, I don't think it was deliberately done. It almost looked like he was throwing it. That's how bad it looked. I think, Andy, and I was like, "What is this?" I think Andy Reid saw it halftime. They were up, I believe it was, what was it, twenty-one to three at the half. Yeah, I think they were up twenty-one to three at the half, and Andy Reid thought the game was in the bag, and I think that's a mistake from a veteran coach. And he told Mahomes, "Hey, let's not risk this. Let's not toss the ball around. Let's not make those big throws that got us here. Let's win this game. Let's get out of here." And ultimately. He had to try and get back in that rhythm, get his mojo back, go out there. When the Bengals made that comeback, run and gun, toss the ball around, and I think he got so far out of his rhythm that he couldn't get back into it. I, I think he totally folded. I'd never seen him fold the way he folded here, especially especially in the second half. He was god-awful. And that, that last drive, just uh, they should have won that game. Absolutely. They should have won that game. They had it easily. in the bag. Now, you can't sit there and have the ball inside the 20 
and absolutely just just choke. Choke. I mean, I, I'm looking at him when they showed the one clip where the receivers were in the end zone. A guy came open in the middle. I can't remember who it was. He come down in. All he had to do was put it on him, and he he clutched it and went down, took a sack. And but, I'm like, it almost looked deliberate. He wasn't. They collapsed. Almost looked. They collapsed. He wasn't pulling was his, in the pocket. You know, his usual play. You know, if he's under pressure in the pocket, you see him move. Right. He, didn't, he was just he whipping didn't, the ball just, around. Yeah. You know, but he he did bring him back. They kicked they kicked the field goal. Yeah. Which put it into overtime. Right. Which which was pretty impressive. They came back. They did it. Just like game. they did the game before. They should have lost. And um But it is it is what it is. Now, it is what it is. You get into overtime. This guy throws the first pass he throws in overtime almost got picked. That should have been a pick six. The guy dropped it. Then he come back through the next one. It was tipped, bam, intercepted. Joe Mixon was an absolute monster in that in that entire game. And uh, I think he was the key for them sustaining drives with his first I downs. Agree. And without him, I don't think Cincinnati would have won. Well, I think Burrow found a way to really exploit that Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense started out the year pretty atrocious. Yeah. They were, and in the second they were. half of that game, Burrow – I think honed in on some of the holes that teams exposed earlier in the year and was able to pick apart the Chiefs defense well, in the second half of that game. I think beating the Chiefs yeah. earlier in the year helped them. Right. I think that helped them immensely. They kind of seen them. They kind of knew what to yeah. expect. Um, and and I'm going to I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I think Cincinnati's secondary is underrated, dude. I think, I think they're a lot better than what – what people think since he's defense is a whole underrated you don't hear him talked about yeah. that much yeah their defense is very underrated and the pickup with uh trey hendrickson that they picked up in uh the offseason right and to go with sam hubbard you know jesse bates has been one of the best safeties in football for about a good four or five four years now mm-hmm. they he's been one of the best safeties in football i yeah jesse you know? bates jesse bates and then picking a von bell didn't hurt them either right that helped to have bring some experience there i think so i think they're their safeties, the, I mean, really those are good. them together. I think that's one of the best tandems, duos, and yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree, absolutely. So, with that said, it's going to be Stafford and Burrow leading the way into the Super Bowl, and I think first we need to talk about Stafford. All right, this is a guy who spent 13 seasons in Detroit. Uh, it's his first year in LA, and he found a way to create a rapport with Cooper Cup that you don't really see out of too many guys who've played together for forever, let alone I mean, he's got two guys on the top receiving yards. He's got Calvin well, Johnson here, and Cooper Cup. Right well, there. listen. Listen to me. Cooper Cup is a very good receiver before Matt Stafford got there. Makes his job a lot easier to have Having a that kind of a guy. precise route runner. And then, you know. He has a, a very good receiving core over there, man. They are no joke. I mean, even outside of Cooper Cup, uh, he had Robert Woods for most of the regular season, and then Correct. Woods went down as a season-ending injury. And it just so happened that I can't remember if it was the day of or the day before, but the Browns had cut Odell Beckham, and then the Rams signed him. So I, I think the injury had happened was it a week before? It was. It was almost. I, it was very, very close was in a proximity. Bang, bang yeah, issue. I know that. Yeah, 
So Robert Woods was obviously a huge part of this offense. He he was I would say he definitely helped Cooper Cup get open a lot because oh, as I a defense, to. you had to yes. respect Robert Woods. I don't think that team would be here without OBJ because I think the hole that Robert Woods left has been consumed by Van Jefferson, who's a great, great young receiver, and Odell Beckham completely, if not those two together playing in that role, is better than having just Robert Woods. If you look at their season, at the beginning they killed it. They were, they were off to a great start, and then right at the end – they started falling off a little bit. Talking about the Rams? The Rams, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, OBJ obviously didn't know the playbook. He obviously had to get it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he didn't miss a beat. No, he didn't. But I do think Stafford revived who OBJ was. Oh, I don't think so. I think I think Odell Beckham had had enough of playing with Baker in Cleveland. I think the whole... I, I think everybody's had enough of playing with Baker in Cleveland. I think so, too. And I think yeah, I, I think Odell knew he wasn't going anywhere. That they weren't going anywhere. And Odell Beckham is, at the end of the day, a diva. And I think he just had had enough. And the talent was always there. He just didn't give it his all there. I don't think that has to do with Stafford. I think if you put Listen, Odell... That, that whole receiving core he has there is top notch. Oh, yeah. Tyler top notch. is a very underrated tight end. Absolutely. Very good. Right. Yeah. Van Jefferson, as far as the third receiver, he could be a two on everybody else's team. Absolutely. I and I agree with take that. Take the top end off of defense. That's why That's I picked what he's him up there in fantasy. <laughs> what? I picked him up in fantasy. Anyway. Everybody picked him up in fa- he was the biggest ad drop yeah. of the year. I think Beckham always had the talent. I just don't think him and Baker ever had that connection. So now he comes to LA and revives his career. I think he was extremely important in getting them to where they are. The whole receiving core meshes extremely well. Whereas Odell in Cleveland, I think him and Landry always kind of didn't really know who was supposed to be the number one guy. Right. And it was well, there was just a lot of bullshit. Now in L.A., everybody knows Cooper Cup is your definitive number one, right? Correct. When Bobby Trees comes back next year, we'll see how that shakes things up a bit with Odell. But right. Right now, as it fits, they, they're all meshing together extremely well. The whole offense is. The offense is, is, is predicated around the run. Sean McVay's offense is actually predicated around running the football. It doesn't seem they like that, but I get, run, I get the that. Football. Yeah. Everything else works off of that. Mm-hmm. And picking up Sony Michelle this year, that totally changed that whole team around, especially when the Akers went down. He right. was hungry, too. Sony Michelle, I think so, too. Hungry I think. Out. Yeah. I think with the way that things ended for him in New England, he wanted he wanted to go somewhere and prove that oh, he yeah. still well, had people juice. don't want to, you know, they, they don't believe in you. Yeah. You want to leave. They New England's not the only Patriot that's left that team because people stopped believing in him. That we all know that for a fact. True. No, that is very true. So, don't make me cry another tear. But I I I think the Rams Rams have sobbing. Uh, team wise, they probably have the better team than Cincinnati. Um, I, I think so, too. I did I did a little breakdown in my head today, and I was trying to go position by position and see how everything stacked up. Uh, I think as far as quarterback play goes, just if you're basing it off of strictly talent, I think Joe Burrow as a quarterback is slightly more talented than Matthew Stafford. I, I would never deny that 
at all. I I, agree, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I I'm not going to sit here and, and I'm the I'm a big staff. Get into. Fan, I yeah. agree with that. Bruce is the biggest Stafford slappy this side and, of and anywhere. I I know he is. But and, no, uh, I get, I'm not going to beat up. I'm not because look up what Matt Joe Burrow has done. I mean, Matt Stafford hasn't. He, he's well, just I'm not going to beat him up now. I'm not going to Joe Burrow. If you remember, the Bengals were a four twelve team. Joe Burrow guy. I agree. Joe Burrow's probably. Top three in the in 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 the league. Uh, in the league. Joey Top Buffs. three. It's hard it's hard to argue that right now with the way he's been yes. playing as of late. I, I totally agree. The guy's got he's one the one of the juice. best guys in the league. He you know, plays. You want to say Josh Allen in there, you want Pat Mahomes yeah. in there. I, I personally I like think Josh, he's better Josh than Allen Pat Mahomes. And I think he's better than Josh Allen. I, I don't know. I think I think Josh I think Allen better. is Josh Allen's just a big monster. Josh Allen's that elite. can't nobody he, can tackle this yeah, guy because yeah. he's He's a, he's a monster. Yeah, you see this But if you, if you the compare run. the two, what? take that run away from Josh Allen and yeah. make him throw, they're so you very think, beatable. You think just as pure passers? Pure passers, I think Joe Burrow's elite. Pretty unmatched. He's elite. And I agree with that. And he showed that in college. See, a lot of these guys talk about college numbers. And well, I mean, what do you Colin yeah. Coward talking about Matt Stafford with his – with his oh, college career and how being great he better was. than Aaron Rodgers, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe Burrow smashed all the college records his last year there, 2020. Nobody even come yeah. close. Yep. Nobody come close to this guy. He, he nobody was even close to him. That that national passer rate that LSU national champion that LSU national championship team that, was that team was absolutely that was, loaded. I think that's one of the best college teams ever. Probably top ever. ten, I'd say. Ever. That's the big hype ever. going into this is that what he did there, and now he's you know right. So I saw in the Super Bowl. I so, saw a stat that he'd be the first ever quarterback to win a triple crown. I believe. Yes. So yeah. it would be the first ever to win the Heisman, yep, a national championship, yep. and a Super Bowl. Check marked. Uh, you're, yes. calcula you're calculating through Actually, 50 years of football. Call. I'm going to put a question mark on that. Had done it uh, wins the Super Bowl. With uh, Notre Dame. It hasn't happened yet. So. That no quarterback, good hell of a fucking quarterback. No yeah. quarterback has ever completed football's triple crown. I think okay. it's the Buffs. Marcus Allen, Charles Woodson, and Tony Dorsett have, but no quarterback has. No quarterback has. has. So, yeah. And, I mean, I the Buffs. You Bruce take the buffs, the buffs away from him. I think I don't know if he's the same guy, man. Is that why? Is that why the Burrow craze is happening happening right now? I feel like Joe Burrow's quickly becoming America's football sweetheart. And oh, for of course he is. He's so likable. Look at him. He has the underdog attitude. He's so likable. He's so he's relatable. Likeable, he's just he has a, a swagger. Kid. Yeah, he's not quiet over kid. like he's a, not mild. You know I mean? he's, he's not Pat Mahomes. He's, he's not, not a diva. He's yeah. he's not a diva. But there's just something he's about cool. him. Them guys play for him. You can hang guys out with go him. to war for him. Yes. His offensive line loves him. Before he even did his interview, he thanked every one of his offensive linemen before he talked to any of the reporters yeah. on the field. That's some Tom Brady He shit. talked to all of his offensive linemen. It is. All of them. Joe Burrow did. I, and he thanked them. I think I agree with both of and you. And I'm going to tell you what, that means a lot, man. Yeah. That means a lot. Especially oh, it's a hell of a leader. With, with these guys that you need to go to bat for you. Right. They Then they will Jamar go to Chase. Who thought this guy was going to do what he's doing? He's on pace to shatter every record ever made. So if he could stay healthy. Do you remember when we were talking about the draft and everybody was talking about how 
Jamar Chase couldn't see the ball, and yeah. he didn't have the hands to be an elite yeah. NFL receiver. Boy, were they wrong. Huh? I mean, gee, this kid looks – I mean, Poised, I was – Who's fast. Who's a comp for – like, who's comparable in history to what Jamar Chase has done in his rookie year? Nobody. There's – Nobody. There's, there's not. nobody even close to him. No. Maybe. Maybe Randy Moss. Maybe. I, do you think, just if you look at playing style, I mean, I think him and Jamar Chase and Randy Moss are pretty similar looking right now. Obviously, we don't know how Jamar Chase's well, career is going to go. Correct. But with that said, I think watch, that's for sure. it's going to be fun to watch, and I think Jamar Chase has that kind of a ceiling. Here's the thing. He hasn't even he hasn't touched e the pinnacle of it yet. Right. Even if they don't win the Super you know, Bowl, they're what, going what to happen, be What happens when this guy, when him and, him and Burrow have a rapport already, what happens as they start to go down the road here? Yeah. If we're talking you're, year you're two, year see three, these guys year four. smash records. Yeah. Absolutely. Which that's what the league is about now. It's made to smash records. Right. And um, these guys will do it. If they can stay healthy, both of them, mm -hmm. they'll smash some records. I think so, too. And, and if they stay there. Having Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Well, I was going to say. Does, doesn't hurt you at all when you got two other guys that are viable 2-1 receivers in this league. Right. They have a very good receiving core. So I think, if anything, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd really help Jamar Chase because they're Absolutely. two weapons. Those are two targets that a defense has to respect. Right. Right. When they run that three wide out out there. Oh yeah. I, I, it's pick your poison. If you can't it's pick your poison, if you who can't you roll the coverage to. Right. If you can't double team chase, if you because you got to show respect to those other guys, especially if. What happens when you have Joe Mixon running out in, in passing routes? Oh, Joe, Joe Mixon's a monster. Right. Joe Mixon's a monster. If Joe Mixon goes off in this game, if if Cincinnati's offensive line can hold up against that front of the Rams, Joe Mix Joe Mixon will absolutely have a monster game. You get past the Rams defensive line, they have weaknesses. Yeah. They have weaknesses. They don't have the linebackers they've had in the past. I'm not talking about the outside guys. I'm talking about their inside guys. They, they, you know, that reader guy's nice, but but he's he's not he's not no dead set bumper. He's they're not no not, playmakers. Is what you're no, he, they can be run on. You got to get past Aaron Donald. Well, yeah, I mean, if you make it past Aaron Donald you and Vaughn Miller, line, you're if, yeah, yeah, if you get it, if you can get through, if they if the Bengals offensive line can create a hole for Mixon to hit, correct. Oh, I think you're right. Which I think is it's going to be probably going to be their main focus. Well, you it would have to be okay because yeah. it's real simple. He got sacked nine times against Kansas City. That and that can't happen again. That, if that if happens, that happens nine Rams, times, that happens against the Rams. Holy shit! That they're not going to win. If period. if yeah, if they get too much pressure on Burrow, which yeah. they have the ability to, if Vaughn Miller really wants to, he could take over this game and end it. Every play after well, play. Well, you you've seen him do it against the Bucks. You've seen him uh, do it against. They're the reason why the he's. Part he's the, the reason, reason why, why Cam the Newton, are at home. Yes, and he's the reason why Cam Newton never won a Super Bowl. And he's the reason why Cam Newton's never <laughs> never been the same quarterback since. Right, because he he absolutely dismantled him mentally and physically in that game, and the guy was never the same ever since. Talk all Look that at talk, him. and he's a shell of himself. I agree. He shouldn't even be playing anymore. He's a. Uh, I don't want, think he will. I don't think he wants to play. I'm I don't think back. he will. I think he's yeah. doing it just because. <laughs> Dude, shut up. He did it because he's going to make money. What else is he going to do? Right. Yeah. I think the key to this game is going to is going to come down to the Bengals' offensive line. 
I do too. I think if I, they I, can give Burrow, if they can give Burrow enough time for his receivers to get some sort of separation, which against yeah. the Rams secondary, you're not going to get a ton of separation. You got to figure they're probably going to match Ramsey up on Jamar Chase. Absolutely. The vast majority of the game. I don't know about that. I, I you know what? You might see really? him do more on T. Higgins. You I think, think so? Higgins is a little more physical, bigger. I think they're going to try to keep him yeah. in check. I really do. Watch out for Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd could have a huge game in this game. I think so too. Yeah. Because I think there's going to be so much emphasis on trying to yeah. stop the other two. Tyler Boyd is could have a huge game. And it's Joe Mixon for me. I think so if too. Joe Mix if Joe Mixon's able to get the push and to do what he did against Kansas City. Yeah. They'll win this game. Right. They'll win this game. I think so. And they have they got, to. They got to control the ball. They got to control the ball, keep Stafford off the field. They have to contain the Rams' pass rush. Right. If the Rams' pass rush is in Joe Burrow's face the whole game, I think it's going to be over quick. It'll be over quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can go down, what was it, 23-3. to three What, at 21-3? And make a comeback yeah, against them. Just because they, they have Cam Akers, and they will ab- over. Sean McVay will absolutely pound that ball if they go up that high. Well, with here's the other thing. I think if you're a Rams fan, you kind of want to see them down at the half. Like, you want to see the Rams. You don't want to see the Rams winning going into half. Absolutely not. I don't no. know about that. No. Nope. I, I think they – I think the best bet for them to beat Joe Burrow – is is to get out to a big lead and pound the football. See, I just look what happened during the Bucks game. Look what happened. They're gonna beat them. that. Was I was shitting in my drawers. Stafford when they, collapses with a big lead, and if he's yeah. down big, that's when you see his best game played against the no, Bucks. Matt, Matt's, Matt, Matt Stafford could be up real high too, and still lose and the game. Still <laughs> collapse. But so, I I feel like we saw. I, I I'm not a Matt Stafford guy. Right. I've never been one. From day one, and uh, he's a nice, he's a good quarterback, though. He deserves to be where he's at. They won, he deserves it, and uh, good for him. Good luck rooting for the Bengals in this game, like I am, because I want to see Burrow win. I, I want to see, see Burrow the, win. Too. Yeah, I'm rooting. For I, I hope, I'm picking the Bengals to win. I hope at the half, the Bengals are down by seven to ten points, because I think you're going to see. The best come out of Burrow. Correct. Yeah. You're gonna see. I don't want to. I don't want to go into the half. Offense come out. Right. Half. I don't want them to go into the half with Burrow have a 21 to seven, 21 to 10 lead, and pull a Patrick Mahomes in the second half. I'd rather oh. that. I'd rather it be not insurmountable. We don't need it because I don't think Burrow's capable of pulling off a 28 to three comeback against this Rams defense. I don't think well, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be hard. Too. You know, I mean, every, yeah, everybody's saying that Matt, Matt Stafford, you know, is playoffs and doesn't, you know, never really won anything. He's won more games this year than he had in his career. More playoff games. Correct. Yeah. So probably games. Guess what? Shit. He's won the same. He's won the same <laughs> amount of games as Burrow. That's so true. Guess what? I think that's wide open. I don't think you can give either one of these guys a so clear it, advantage. As far as quarterback play, you're not going to give everybody the edge. I, I think they're about even. Well. Cam Akers tore his Achilles last year. Right. And somehow made it. Transformed into an absolute beast. And somehow made it back from an Achilles tear in a record time. Ten months. That John McVay, you know, was just, you know, I I still remember Dan Marino tearing his Achilles and his career was over. Right. Over. Something's in the water, man. Something's in the water in SoFi Stadium. Wow. But 
as far as the run game is concerned, I think the Rams aren't going to be very dependent on it, but Cam Akers is going to be a nice complimentary piece to that passing game. Let me tell you something right now. They want to pound the ball. Again, they're going to beat Cincinnati. They're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to run it down their throat. You think the run game is so important in this game? Absolutely. To both ends. To both sides. I, I don't think it, it's just important for Burrow. I think it's just as important, if not more, for Stafford. Because of the fact that, that their passing games are going to kind of cancel each other out? Yes. So yeah. then, essentially, whoever can establish that, run, establish that run is going to have is going to have the advantage. Got it. If you yeah. look at if you look at it from that point of view, do you give an advantage to Acres and Michelle or Mixon and Piran? I actually think Acres is fresh, to be honest. Because yeah. because he's I think he's fresh. He's I come think back he's way he blew the rust off him in that in that Tampa game. Right. Got the rust blowing off him in that game, so he should be good and ready to go here. I was shocked watching Acres against Tampa. I was Wait, shocked. He was Akers running come very hard. I, I didn't think the... anybody that would have that kind of injury. He came back during the first playoff game. Run right? that hard. He came back. That was when he had a. That's when he ran. That's when he was just running all over the field. The Bucks game, he had, hard. he had the Bucks game. Ran he had real a, hard a smaller, against the Bucks, you know. Man. He, had a he, tougher time. he didn't go for as many yards against the Bucs, but he he looked he was running hard, dude. He I looked, he was, but the first you know, game the fumbles he came back. the fumbles happened. Yeah, because he hasn't played. Yeah, he hasn't played. So yeah. you know what? He's going against one of the top defenses too, and, and the ball got slapped out of his hands a couple of times. You know, yeah. but the ball got slapped out of you know Stanford's hands too. They got real lucky, dude. They got real lucky against Tampa. <laughs> the angel of God. <laughs> yeah. Know. I don't even want to. That was divine there, intervention. Yeah, no, we won't go there. I'm not going to go there. And he got real lucky against the 49ers. The 49ers, oh, that, man. Oh, that Jaquaski guy. That, lucky that guy yeah. don't know how to catch. Jaqu- he needs to send that guy some flowers. If Jaquaski Tart catches that ball, it's because God wants him to win the Super. If he catches yeah. that ball, it's a com- you have a you have, essentially you have yeah, a 49ers yeah, Bengals all Super California Bowl. Super Bowl right now. No, yeah. 49ers Bengals. Well, whatever. Yeah. Bengals, whatever. Whoever. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't even. At this point, we got to say it like it is. I like the Bengals to win. I I think that uh, they they have something to prove, and I think they're all they all have something to prove, and I I th- I think the Rams have something to prove too. You got a bunch of Hall of Famers on that team that want to solidify their place in Canton. Right. Let's break down that defense because, honest to God, well, I was sitting Eric there. Donald's is going to be a first. How many Hall of Famers? Hall of yeah, how many Hall of Famers are on that defense? I mean, if you stop well, Patrick Ramsey, Ramsey's probably Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey's gonna make eventually, it. Yes. You know that. What did Patrick Ramsey play in the eighties? Or uh, Pat, I don't even. Uh, Is there such thing as a Patrick uh, Ramsey? I, I was. Or are you of crossing Patrick, Patrick Peterson, Peterson and Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. yeah. No, but I. <laughs> Ramsey is going to be a first team, first time Hall of Famer. Yeah, of course Vaughn Miller is a Hall of Famer. Aaron I Donald, mean, there's no, I you see what he did. He's done it all. He's won the Super Bowls. I he mean, was, do you I think mean, if Stafford wins, they give huh? him a jacket? I think you'd have to make a case for it. I mean, the numbers are there. He's he's missing out on on rings, but. I think if he wins this one and continues to have a pretty successful career, then, yeah, you definitely have to make a case. Okay, I just wanted to double-check that because I think exactly what you're thinking, but, you know. Yeah, I we're going to get into that a lot more in our next episode, though. So, And I'd like to just point this out. There is another Detroit Lion 
ex-Detroit Lion on this Rams team that nobody's even talking about, and that's Sean Robinson. Sean Robinson has It's played, about to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think he could played a perfect role on that defensive line. Like, well, obviously, he had to take over a role that was somebody that was basically traded away that was a top guy. And this is the reason why Aaron Donald is able to do what he does because right. he has that guy on the other side of him that can He's a, that has to get attention. He plays the perfect complementary role to Aaron Donald. Perfect. Uh, but there's a lot of other guys on that team. I mean, as far as secondary goes, it's not just Jalen Ramsey, right? The acquisition of Eric Weddle right there. That helped them Going into the playoffs. They, yeah. He knows the system. He's played in the system. Yep. He didn't skip a beat coming in. She just walking off yep. the street and play. Yeah. If they didn't have a guy like that, they were, that's they, I mean, that's like that decimated at yeah. safety. Well, yeah, with Rap being out for the year, if they didn't have a guy like yeah. that, their corners aren't that great either. Outside of Ramsey, no, no, they're not that great. No, see, the Rams have gotten really lucky when it comes to guys they added this year performing for them. Weddle came in off. The they street. got these guys at the times. Oh my died. God, Weddle, Vaughn, the Vaughn Miller thing. Change the whole defense. Well, you know, everybody thought Vaughn Miller was They thought he was done. Everybody thought he was done because the injuries are starting to mount up. Yeah. His name was in the media for all that bullshit. This guy goes on this terror. Oh, what was that? Beating his kids or something? Here, and he has uh, seven sacks in five games. I mean, mean, come on. Look look what he did. Look what he did against the 49ers. He had a fantastic. I mean, his whole the whole playoff run this year. He has quarterbacks under constant duress. Yes, you don't know where he's at. He will fucking kill you. He's gonna get you. Yep, he's gonna get you. Yeah, and And when he gets you, he's gonna make things happen. Whether you fumble or interception, uh, he's gonna get in your head. And once he gets in your head, you're all done. Absolutely. And if you don't believe me, ask Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what I love about him. Whenever he's at the quarterback. That outside hand's coming for the ball. Yes, Tom Every Brady. Time. Every and that's that's almost the his second signature. player that Bucks game. Tom Brady got smacked and sacked by Vaughn Miller, and and that was the trend for just about the whole game. I think that signature yeah. move out of Miller is what you said. That missed outside a, hand, missing uh, Worfs hurt that too. Tristan Worfs being out of the Buck game that that hurt them too. Absolutely, you can't have a guy coming like Vaughn Miller coming off the edge with no. With a well, and Ryan Jensen. Left hand, Ryan Jensen right was playing hurt in right. that game too. Huh? Ryan Jensen was playing hurt in that game too. Right. Bucks yeah, offensive uh, line are a huge reason why they're not in it. But with that said, Vaughn Miller's signature move is he knows where the ball is. He knows where he needs to hit to get he it has out. The na- he has a knack. There's two guys that I've seen that have that knack. One, of course, was Lawrence Taylor, who revolutionized the position because Vaughn Miller wouldn't be who he is today without that because that was what they did. This is what the Giants did back in the 80s. You do realize you are so close to the microphone right now, your beard's almost touching it. Uh, my beard, I shaved it. I cut it short, so <laughs> right. that way I won't do it anymore. So <laughs> you had to back trim- then, back then, Bill Belichick, a young coach, inspiring yeah. coach, who was coaching under uh, Bill Parcells, mm-hmm. they revolutionized the position. They, they drafted Lawrence Taylor. They drafted this guy, and from day one, he was an absolute wrecking machine. That's what Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller, yeah. yeah. That's what Vaughn Miller is. There, not many guys could do that. Come off that edge the way these guys. Do. I mean, he's been dominant. Oh. T.J. Watt, another guy. It's the way these guys drop into coverage. They do different things off these 
this front. Oh, absolutely. So that's why you're seeing a five-man front instead of a four-man front. That's why he left. You're not sure linebacker. if it's a four-man front or is it a five-man or a six-man front. You're not sure because of what they do. There's so many variations off, off that. The line, right? To where if you give your standard four-three, your three, your outside linebackers, your inside linebackers for that, they're mostly dropping into coverage or playing the run. I think McVay gets a lot of credit for his offensive play calling. Correct. But I think defensively he's been throwing schemes out there and showing these well, guys. Well, who's his coordinator still? Is it Spagnola still? Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. Well, Morris. Raheem Morris, he's a good defensive coordinator. That's what he was when he was with the Bucs, and then their coach got fired, and then he stepped in, and then he got canned. But it's they all run that same type of defense. Yeah. Uh, the Bucs, the Bucs have turned to that defense. A lot of teams have. A lot of teams have. You saw the Lions turn to that, too. So the Rams' defense is obviously pretty stout, okay? We all know that. With that said, I think the Bengals' defense is overlooked in a lot of ways. With Sam Hubbard and and Hendrickson, it really shouldn't be. Like we said, G.J. Reader, that huge defensive tackle. And he's an absolute monster, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a monster, dude. And they have key pieces on their secondary, too, like we said earlier in the show. Yes. They have a pretty complete defense. Oh, they do. They're not their very secondary is better than the Rams. Uh their their linebackers are actually not bad. That Prater's I think they're pretty the comfortable. Prater's real good. They're stout at linebackers. They're not nearly as flashy as the Rams. No. No. They they don't have the Hall of Famers that the Rams Correct. Have. So and that's the reason why nobody talks about their defense. I think defensively, talent wise, the Rams edge them out a little bit. But they're no yeah. joke. No, they're no joke. They're no joke. I, I think, think position by position, sure. underrated, Cincinnati's yeah. better. Positionally. By position. I think they have more complete guys. See, the Rams, after you get past those first five or six big names, there's kind of a fall off there in talent. Like, as far as corners go, well, it's Jalen Ramsey and who? You know what I mean? You don't there's know who their other corners right. are. There's, not, mean, a lo- there's yeah. not a lot there. <laughs> but, like... Uh, who's the guy playing the opposite side Vaughn Miller right now? Leonard Floyd, when he come over from Chicago, he's had a really good year too. And that's because you got Vaughn Miller in on one side, you got him on the other. So it's not like, you know, Leonard Floyd was a first round pick. Right. He's no joke, dude. Right. He's a very good football player, but they just haven't been able to, God, this is put it all together until this year. I think so. This is going to be a great. I think I think this has the makings to be an incredible Super Bowl. I think it could be good. I don't think it's going to be one of those boring blowouts. I think this thing's going to be competitive, and it's going to go down to the last guy's hungry versus hungry. Well, so we didn't talk about this, but the Bengals got a lot of flack for drafting a kicker. They drafted Evan McPherson in the fifth round. The guy's tearing it up. And He's been better than the rest of these guys in this league right now. I think if this goes to show anything, these playoffs, the kicking game has literally decided everything. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who wants to draft a kicker should draft a kicker. Right. If not, fuck it. You're having what? Open tryouts for some cat off. You're the having what the Detroit you're fucking Drake, dude. Yeah. All motherfucking year. That that's why this Sanchez. is Sanchez. This is why half these teams are going home. Yeah. Who was the kick? Who was the Lions kicker with the glasses who looked like uh, Napoleon Dynamite at one point this year? I don't. I don't even know. That was it. terrible. Have so many that I can't. It, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, outside Justin Tucker, you got to put this McPherson kid up, right. up yeah. there. And and 
They, I mean, they're, they're still huh? alive. Guskowski retired, didn't he? Yeah, but he's up there to the top. Oh, I mean, yeah, if you go through the ranks, Guskowski, Vinatieri, absolutely. But without Evan McPherson, I don't think they're – like, you saw the Rams almost gave – money. Chase yeah. been money for that. Matt Gay gave away – he almost gave away the Rams-Bucks game on that miss. Yeah. McPherson called his shot Imagine. against the Titans – and he walked up to his coach and said, hey, we're going to the AFC Championship game after I told him to go out there and kick. He called his shot. The guy's extremely confident, and I think he has every reason to be. And the Bengals look like geniuses right now for, for drafting a kicker in the fifth round. If you think about it, there's not too many fifth, sixth, seventh round guys. I think the, I think the stat is like you end up retaining 20-some percent of your picks after the fifth round. Why not take a really talented kicker there who you know is going to make the team? You get a good kicker, dude, side him. Absolutely. Side him. I think if you have the chance, they've become such an integral part of the game. Yeah. That, I mean, what's the difference? Are, are you going to take a guy in a fifth, sixth, seventh round that's probably never going to see the field? Right. Pro- probably probably going to end up being squad. cut. Yeah. You might as well draft a kicker. Yeah. I agree. Draft a punter. I agree. Draft a kicker. Draft somebody that knows how to play the game. You have yeah. to figure, out of those divisional round games, five out of six, the only game that didn't come down to a kick was the Chiefs-Bills game. Every other right. game was finished either in an overtime or last-second kick. I think that it's going to be a very, very good game. I think ultimately – like we pretty much all agreed, it's going to come down to the run game. But there's one thing I can't get out of my head. Now, Joe Burrow's a young guy. All right, granted, this is his second year in the league. He seems like when he's in a big game, he's more poised. If you look back to the championship game against LSU, the guy constantly looks calm, cool, and collected. If you look at last week against the Chiefs, I don't think he ever really doubted it, even being down 21-3, to that he had the ability to come back and win that game. On the other side of the ball, I, I don't know if this is just the having to watch the Lions for as long as I have in me. It surprised me that up until this point, Stafford hasn't missed a beat, and he hasn't had a letdown. And I don't know if this moment is going to be too big for him. That's my first point. So as far as quarterbacking goes, I know they're both talented, but I'm going to give the edge to Burrow. I think when you ultimately break it down, if I had to pick a running back to lead my team, I'm going to take Joe Mixon over Cam Akers. I think Mixon is a more talented guy than Cam Akers. And I think if you're talking complimentary backs, Nobody talks about Samaj P. Ryan, but the guy, if you look back, he had an incredible, I believe it was 40-plus yard reception in the last game for a touchdown, and nobody talked about it. I'm going to take the Bengals' run game over the Rams. Third, I think the Bengals' defense is extremely underrated, and I know how much talent the Rams' D has, but I think if you stack them both up next to each other, the Bengals are a touch more complete with less stars. Listen, when this game starts, both guys are going to be at the same level as far as uh, fired up and ready to go. Absolutely. If you can't get fired up for a Super Bowl, you shouldn't be in it. Yes, I agree. So I think they're, they're both going to be fired be up. You got a guy who's already had. Firing on all cylinders, both sides. But is that, but 
can Stafford, can he weather that? Right. Mentally, can he? Right. is he going to shit because, himself or is he going to be poised? Oh, we got to see what's going to happen with him. I mean, does Joe Burrow's been hey, under listen, the lights? They're right, both that's in a the place thing. they've never been before. No, well, but yeah, you but say Joe that. Joe Burrow has the experience of being Joe Burrow in a big game. As an 18-year-old so, had that yeah. kind of light on him. Right. Matt so Stafford. more hungry, though? Probably had a national championship on him. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, – Matt Stafford didn't play any big games in college. He Absolutely, did. he did. But it's so, been it's been 15 yeah. years since he's Correct. played a big game. Correct. You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I think. Listen, I I think they're pretty equal in in their experience at a playoff level. I really do. This is the other, and thing. I think their experience of playing in big games is comparable. It's not like Matt Stafford never played in a big game. Yeah. Yet. Well, Matt's, it has Matt's, been a long time. Matt's, uh, Matt Stafford did play against the Saints. Who were very good and got blown and he did out. Play against uh, Cowboys. the Cowboys. Cowboys. Got blown out. And, and but I mean, it's not like they didn't play good teams. Okay, you know, this is more of my point though. If you look at this from a legacy standpoint, all right. Yeah. Joe Burrow's in a Super Bowl in his second year. Yep. If Joe Burrow loses this game, he's going to be right back around in it. Maybe Matt Stafford. That's maybe. Dan Marino was in a Super Bowl in his rookie year playing the 49ers and never went back. That's a, that's a so very, that very valid point. So, I think chances of getting there, you got to make the most of that chance. I agree. If you don't yeah. come out hell-bent and, and will your team to win, and this is going for both of these guys, they're going to have to will their teams to win. And if they can't do that, they can't do that. They might not ever get back there again. Well, the problem with the Rams is you're probably going to lose a lot of guys. That's the thing. Well, I mean. Uh, that Rams team you know, will never where look. Where they're going to be two years from now is relevant. I don't think it's Because they're, they're all in for now, yeah. for this year. Right. Or right now. If that's And that's the thing. As far as Stafford's legacy is concerned, and we're going to get way deeper and way more into this in our next episode post-Super Bowl. Because I think all of us. Which you're be, going to. Right. I know you're happy about that. Being Detroit-based, we all have a lot of thoughts on Stafford, but we're going to wait till after this game to give him Neo. To really get but down to it. But just a quick tidbit on this, I think as far as legacy goes, this doesn't mean nearly as much for Burrow as it does for Stafford. If Stafford I agree. does... I, I agree with that. I think Stafford needs this to solidify... If Stafford doesn't win this game... Yes. Because if Stafford blows this game... Yep. And it's on him... If it's on, it's him, on him, and the Rams never have a roster built like this again because it's not sustainable and they no. can't afford it. No, and he doesn't get back. You know, and nobody talks oh, about this. You is, know, this Rams team is better than the Jared Goff team then went to the Super Bowl. Absol- absolutely. absolutely, this stuff is getting. There is a blood pumping. The only, the only players that hit, they're missing the talent on this team is Todd Gurley. Right, they didn't have Correct. Todd Gurley in his. Prime. If that's the only thing this team is missing here. The, and the other thing is the Rams, everybody said going into this year, the Rams should be in the Super Bowl. They have the roster yes. set up to be in the Super Bowl. The Bengals are coming off of a four and twelve year. If the Bengals don't win the Super Bowl, no one expected them to even be, not even close. Close. to be close. Right. Stafford's gotta perform. Because sure. if he doesn't perform, you know. What do you do if you blow this? Same old line. I, mean, I think you have you majority same of the Rams. Same old Rams. Same old Rams. And you Can't know something, do that, dude. I, for some reason, and and you you see this with the public. There's a lot of Bengals fans coming out of the woodwork, and there's a lot of money being bet on the Bengals. 
More so than the Rams. The money is with the Bengals That's right now. That's because all of the people rooting for the Rams live in Detroit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's Detroit something else Rams. I don't understand. But again, we're going to get into this in our next episode. Because LA doesn't Super have a Bowl. fan base. So I'm going to take the Bengals to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying, who are betting the over. There's a lot of people who think this is going to be an air raid. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's going to come down to defense. And I think, like we said, it's going to come I'm down to I'm going to be honest with you. I hope it's a shootout. I mean, I would love I, I to see so, it. Don't get me wrong. I hope it's a shoot. I'd love yeah, to see nah. four touchdowns and 200 yards out of Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, and it just be I, 40. You know I, I want to see some kind of sustainable. Lower his shoulder. That's the I, thing. I, I hate these someone games out. that are just offensive shit shows because it just it, it just takes away from the I, – I Well, you have that old school way of thinking where the defense – you know what I mean? As far The I'm NFL today right now, is not defense. defense. wins – Championship. That's not true anymore. That's true. That's not true anymore. It is true. That's not true it is anymore. True. No, it's not. The Carolina Panthers were all about offense and Cam Newton. What happened to them? That was ten years ago. Hold on, let me finish. That was ten years let ago. Me finish. It was Who ten won years last ago? year. Tampa Bay. Why? Because Tom Brady. No, I, 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 stop, stop, stop. They won because that defense was off the chain. Okay, right? what about the year the Chiefs and Mahomes won? What do you mean? It wasn't defense. No, it was... Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Pat Mahomes guy. I'm aware. You've said so, that three times, but yeah, defense well, does not I, win I'm you... I'm going to tell you right now, they won a Super Bowl because their defense played their ass off. Defense... If you remember, that was the first... They brought Frank Clark in over from Seattle <clears throat> to solidify <laughs> that defensive line. You're getting the him. engines running now. And if I'm not mistaken, he was defensive MVP of that game. Turn up your hearing aid here. Why? 20 years ago, defense won championships. I just told you the only reason why Mahomes won there. No, it's not. Super Mahomes Bowl won. Was that defense? Because Mahomes played alien-like. The defense had to make the plays, dude. It, if you the can't defense, stop the aerial shit shows that go on now, you lose. Right. But if you have a good enough aerial shit show, there's no defense that okay. can stop you. There's not. That's today's weak game. That's why people are leaving the NFL by groves. By the droves. You're I, really going to sit here and talk about groves. people leaving the NFL by I, droves I, I, when we're trying to get people right to listen to the pod. I'm just telling you right now on this <laughs> podcast, get ready. The USFL is coming oh, out. Jesus I can't Christ. wait. I'm a Michigan Panther fan, and I was back in the 80s too. And I seen them play at the Silverdome. Just giving it to you. If God we, bless the USFL. If we become a USFL themed podcast, we'll have a total of three yes, listeners. He should go out there. And three coach. listeners. Oh, God. he should go out there and coach it. To be honest. So okay, we are going to be one. Jeff Fisher's the coach. USFL be, aside, be a great defensive coordinator. USFL aside, Bruce, who are you picking to win the game, and Rams, why? The Michigan Panthers. Rams. Rams, and you know what? I'll tell you what I want to see out of the Super Bowl. I want to see a close game. I don't want to see a blowout at all. I want to see a hard-fought battle between defense and offense, and I want it to come down to the quarterbacks. Dude, just who give can me make who do you the want? change, no, and I want good. the Rams to tear the field up against the Bengals. So you want to see the Rams win, and you want to see Stafford definitively solidify his place. That he is the reason why they won the game. Absolutely. God, I hate that. All right. That's great. But I'm not going to be upset, you know, if it's the other way around. So I'm going to be upset. It's going to be a great You want to know why? I don't want to pick at 32. I want to pick at 31. 
outside of wanting but. the Lions to pick at 31 instead of 32, who are you picking and why? Oh, I want the Bengals to win. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is the next Joe Montana. Listen, if they're able to control the ball, control the clock, run the football, and and not make stupid mistakes and play within themselves, they'll win this game. They'll win this game pretty easy. But the whole thing is they can't fall into the hype. The hype is going to be about the Rams, about Hollywood, Showtime, all that stuff. The hype's stuff. on the Bengals right now. I'm sorry? The, yeah, hype's, the, public, the hype the public is, is totally on the, the Bengals. I get that, but the hype is going to be because it's L.A., the hype is going to be the Rams. Could you imagine Everybody how loud that's going to be? Rams, Rams. You'll know because you're going, I and you're going to see it. Game. And you're going to see what a shit show Hollywood is, and a shit show the Rams is, and a shit show what the NFL is. Yeah, the get, NFL is a shit show. Get yes, ready I for said that. Get ready for lots of live content coming from SoFi okay. Stadium next week. I agree with you. I think that place is going to be rocking every time the Rams do something good because. It's a home game for them. Exactly. It's a home game for them. Yeah, but they've had problems no with sense. other people buying. I agree. They're the away um, team yeah. that makes no sense. So, But they're a home team. They're playing at their own stadium. We looked into this earlier, and the home and away teams for the Super Bowl are decided. They just alternate every year. That's stupid. Between AFC and NFC. And I know there might be, like, one of you who actually watched the Pro Bowl this weekend. <laughs> Okay. How much of a joke it was. It, it the Pro Bowl has become, I think, the biggest joke. Like the NBA All Star Game. Puppy Bowl. It's a puppy bowl. I'd rather watch the puppy bowl to be honest. The NBA All Star Game still has some relevance to it. A little bit. The the in Major League Baseball. <laughs> His face. The All Star Game decides home field advantage. home field advantage. Um, I don't honestly know that much about the whole hockey thing. It, I know, but the, well, uh, the NHL keeps viewers with the skills competition. Nobody watched the NFL skills competition. Nobody watched the Pro Bowl. What do you think they should do to bring relevance back to that game and actually make it something? Because at one point, the NFL Pro Bowl was awesome. It was in Hawaii. It wasn't in fucking Vegas. Let these dudes fucking Listen, hit each this other. Is, this is what happened with the Pro Bowl. It got to a point It's where not it intense. Got, it, it got, it got no. to be... Supposed to be the best, the cool thing. It wasn't about. It was about stars, not about the game anymore, and that, and that that's kind of ruined it. It's, I think I think they should just do away with the game because of what I've seen. They might as well just do away with it. That, honestly, that was God, an yeah. absolute. Farce, I mean, I think a joke. The whole come up to the Pro Bowl, you know, you have the the stars involved with like all these people, but and everybody but there. They need, but the game stars. It's it, but to treat the game. The way they're doing it, no, yeah, it's not helping thing. I know. You you want to do something? Go back to where it used to be. Have the skills challenges. Have a nice weekend. Meet and greet with all the NFL fans. Hey, you're an all-pro guy. That's great. Uh, have them do quarterback challenge. Have the top five. They still do make it, it fun. They still do, make it fun. They, they That's the thing. It's an obstacle course. But then when they it comes still to game do all time, of that but you no, don't but even it see it because it's so irrelevant, it. right? It was a joke. When it comes to it game time, you want to see dudes. Hitting each other. I you think, want to see the best of the best hitting each other. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because these it's guys don't want to hurt each other. You right. don't want anybody to get But yeah. with that, they should, they should take one out of baseball's playbook and put some significance on it. It's got to be. Make the winner of the Pro Bowl the home team. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're not going to get an advantage, realistically. They ain't playing for anything. Was right. that Deion Sanders that 
Absolutely, it was that big hit during the Pro Bowl. No, that was you talked about it earlier. That was Sean Taylor. He Sean blew Taylor up a in a Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but that that's was, awesome. That was a long time ago. Yeah, okay? but but the whole thing that, is that don't happen. So anymore. what? Right. You're not allowed to touch people anymore. But we're still yeah, talking about it twenty years of, later. Yeah, right. And the NFL should take a note out of that book and bring some sort of relevance back. Give these guys an incentive to want to play in that game. Listen How many to guys got selected to the to Pro me. Bowl? They, they don't care. They they want what you've seen. Too much no, money's involved. But guess what? What they want, what you just seen. If the Pro Bowl drew half as many viewers as the Super Bowl did, the NFL would benefit from that. Guess but what? it doesn't because the there's no significance to the game. Would draw more viewers if it was in Hawaii and not Vegas. I agree with that, too. Have I it in Hawaii too. like they do make every it, year. Make it fucking You know who cool used again. to go to the Pro Bowl every year? These guys and their families. The players and their families would enjoy the weekend and go there for the weekend. That's what it was about. Not about partying but in it, Vegas after it, the game. They don't care anymore. <clears throat> they have it in Vegas. You got a guy in the strip who gets into a fuck gets into a fight with somebody. Shout out to Alvin Kamara. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. It's this guy's it's, gonna go to prison. Yeah. It lost assault with intent to do bodily harm. Now he's gonna go to prison. Yeah. It's, it's a bad look for the, himself in Las Vegas. It's a bad look. It's a bad look for the league. It's a bad look for everything. Yep. The league is a joke because the commissioner that runs this league right now is a joke. The guy's an idiot. Clown. Roger. He's a clown show. I think, and I blame the owners because they're the ones that put him in the position that he's in. Well, it's because they put they so much. They should throw him out. He put so much money in their pocket. He sh- they should throw him out. He's a joke. Anyways. He not know what he's doing. I think we should start a campaign right here and today. Or, I think we need to make the Pro Bowl great again. Make the Pro Bowl great again. I, I don't think you can. You got to get the players on board. You know what? You shouldn't have to get players on board, but you have to. Well, we're going to figure it out. USFL, baby. Oh, <laughs> wow, we accomplished a lot today. We, I hope so. We accomplished a lot. Just, you know Hitballs. what? I, I, I love talking about football. I, I, I love the game. My uncle, back in the day when I was younger, my uncle Pat. Shout out to Uncle shout Pat. Shout out to Uncle Pat. Lives out, lives out in Washington in Seattle. He got me into sports at a young age. He used to take me to the Lions games when I was a kid. Dude, he had slides of uh, rookie year, Walter Payton. Rookie uh, slides of O.J. Simpson. Nobody knows what you're talking road. about. What is a slide? A slide. It's a little card. It's got a photograph. Listen, you got to remember, <laughs> we're in year 2022. Yes. You got to explain yes. these things. I'm Bruce sorry. has never even seen a fucking Polaroid camera, right, let I alone maybe you, yeah, I used let alone the other day. What are you talking Back about? Day, uh, photographers would take pictures. They would take pictures and they would print them out on these long strips and make slides out of them because they would use those for the advertising stuff they were doing. And my uncle did that. He got me into football. He did. And we're talking many, 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 many moons ago. Is this back when milk, you could get a gallon of milk for a nickel? Uh, Pretty much? No, it wasn't that far back. <laughs> but it was close. Were the there Tigers still, still mil- playing? There was still a Was, milk was there horse and buggies house. on the street? Were the Tigers there still playing at Briggs Field? on every house, and there was a little uh, wire cage in there that fit four quarts of milk in it. Wow. And they would wow. deliver that to your house. Yes. God, you're old. <laughs> anyway, horse and buggies. Well, we accomplished a lot today. I, I, I enjoy I enjoyed being here with you guys. I love you having me on. I listen, you're I, I love coming here. We love you're here to stay. You. Bruce, 
you're absolutely worthless, but I love you. <laughs> Garrett's uh, the worthless one. Nah, Garrett, Garrett is just, I don't know about Garrett. Good luck with Garrett. With that being said, we accomplished quite a bit today. We, uh, we're starting the campaign. I think we're, and it's going to be something everybody can get behind. I hope Make so. the I Pro hope. Bowl great something. again. Yes. Make that is not again. a Donald make Trump it. reference. We are, we are a completely politically binary show. That is not a Donald what Trump reference. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and we're going to hear from Gary in just a second about who he's taking in the Super Bowl and where you should bet your money. These are Gary No Football's Picks of the Week. All right, let's get into it. Gary, what do you got for us today? All right, now. Our bets will encompass more than just football. Well, I mean, you are Gary No Football, so that yeah. could only make sense, right? Worthless. <laughs> and the fights. Saturday, Adesanya Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles, the Reaper. I've heard a lot about this Adesanya character. Like, is, is this guy like you can't you or? can't bet against that guy. You can't. You can't. Bet okay, so let's guy. hear it. What do you got? He whooped this dude once already, and he's gonna send him straight back to hell. Oh, he's going straight to hell. All right, <laughs> who we got? Uh, next is Cannoneer and Brunson. Brunson's got a huge hype train with him right now. I think Cannoneer's had a lot better opponents. So we're gonna take him. I know Brunson's got five straight wins, but Cannoneer's opponents. Have been so this this this. This second one, this is actually off of facts. It's not just like when you told me Stipe was going to beat Ngannou. It's always off of facts. Oh, okay. We called four that night. Okay. Next. Derek Lewis and Tuivasa. The Black Beast is going to put him down, and he's not going to drink out of a boot afterwards either. <laughs> Wait, I've seen videos of that guy. That's that crazy bastard who drinks a beer out of a shoe after yeah, a fight. Yeah, he's, he's good. And you're taking him to lose? Oh, yeah. Wow. All right, so overall, what do we got? We got Adesanya. To win. Cannoneer to win. Cannoneer to win. And Lewis. And Lewis to win. That's right. On Saturday. That's UFC Saturday bets. All right. What Next is the Olympics. And there's, there's a, we're, we're going we're gonna to touch on two have, bases Bruce, have here. you tuned into the Olympics yet? This Not year? at all. You Bruce, haven't. Bruce is, I only watch Sean White. I'm a, I'm a big Olympic guy. I was watching uh, uh, these guys wipe out on a hill yesterday. I think it was uh, it was some sort of downhill ski G section G something like that. It was very entertaining, I must say. But go ahead, continue. Big X Games, more X Games than anything else. You're just you're just so <laughs> fucking skateboard drunk. I'm so anti Olympics. It's funny. Uh, how much how much Vans off the wall apparel do you own? <laughs> Zero. A lot of converse like in your, in your see closet. Those, those are some talented kids, man. They do some wicked shit. Do yeah, you do own more money. pairs of Vans than Garrett does Affliction t-shirts? <laughs> I don't have any Affliction t-shirts. <laughs> converse. I got, do have Apple. some old Four pairs of converse. For sure. Olympic picks. Here so, we go. Lifestyle. Uh, in women's curling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fun fact. All right. Fun fact. I personally think curling is the most electric factory sport at the Olympics. I did see Italy, you know, okay. some pretty cool stuff. Have you ever watched, like, serious, like, curling bouts? When they get after it with that broom. Oh, yeah. And, the, you know, the guy the with the rock. Yeah. When he gets that rock going and he just ever, it's just such a finesse move. I've never seen anyone just finesse a rock so easily in their entire life. And the other two are sitting there just hammering away <laughs> with the broom. I'm sorry, but curling is curling is electric factory. That's the best sport at the Olympics. But go ahead. We got a pick. A lot of shake weights in training. 
So Sweden has won three of the last four games. Gold. So out of the last four Olympics, they took home three gold, gold medals. Yeah. In women's curling. That's right. Okay. And when they didn't win, they took silver. So, so Saturday go is the final. Yeah. We're taking Sweden to win gold in the final. I know Canada's really hyped up. Don't ask me how I know so much about curling, but I'm fascinated by the sport. Canada's really hyped up, but I did see that stat on Sweden. And, I mean, you got to go with history, right? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's Women's curling, we're taking Sweden dynasty. to win the gold. Speaking of the Olympics, though, real quick, mm-hmm. this is Sean White's last Olympics. I just want to point that out. Okay. And he's the GOAT, so, you know, just have to put that out there. Good, Bruce. Good. Okay. Just so everyone's Here, should we clap it up for Sean White real quick? Yeah, sure. Give, 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 clap it up for Sean White. Great career, bud. Great career. All right. Uh, and the other thing we touch on is the men's bobsled team, and we're we're. Oh wait, hold on! I heard about this. cool runnings. This is I heard yes, about ice, right. dice, yeah. cool motherfucking runnings. Oh yeah. Who are we taking? We're taking Sanka's team. Plus thirty-five thousand. Okay, if they were to win, it would be the craziest thing that has happened in the Winter Olympics in a really long time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they made so, movies about I mean, it the last it's, time they Yeah, won. they haven't been there in 24 years. I, I, what, Jamaica? Yeah, they have not competed in the Winter Olympics bobsled for 24 years. And, and now here they're we back. Are. And now they're kissing they're the egg. So the last time they it's, were in it. It's, they're kissing the egg. The last time they were in it, it was cool runnings then, right? Oh, yeah. oh, that's what it came <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's a team of destiny. That is an absolute team of destiny. Yeah, you got to bet with you got to bet with the Jamaican bobsled team. I feel like they just like have to win. They have to. It would only ma- I mean, Cool Runnings was such like a important part of my childhood that yeah, Same. if anybody wins the bobsled besides Jamaicans, I love just, that movie. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's such it's just, a great movie. I mean, that's just it's awesome. We're repeating history. Team of Destiny takes the Jamaican bobsled team to win the gold. Okay. Are we going to talk about football now? America's game, the finale this year. Oh, wow. We're going Cincinnati plus four, minus 110, Bruce. So we're taking Cincinnati plus four. Yeah. If you had to pick who you think is going to be the outright winner in the Super Bowl, who is it? Are you taking Burrow or Stafford? Do you need now, to go look that's at That's who it comes down to is Burrow or Stafford? Look at our TikTok real quick so that Sam can lay out everything for you. Bruce, way to plug the TikTok. That's at Tipped Balls Podcast on TikTok. Give us the follow. Beautiful job, Bruce. I put a lot of time in our TikToks. You know that? <laughs> Nicely done. If you, Yeah, Garrett, if you need to get any updates on the game this weekend, our at Tipped Balls Podcast TikTok is the perfect place to look. But me and Uncle Sam both took the Bengals to win the game outright. Bruce, obviously, because he's got a hard on for Matty Ice. <laughs> okay, but not Stafford. Old. I mean, and the Rams. They have a so solid. Who is Gary No Football's top Super Bowl prediction? I mean, that, that, uh, that kid from Cincinnati looks fired up, man. I know. He does. I know. Stafford's, he's, he's living the dream he just like he has been for the past how many, you know, 15 years. So is that your cute way of saying you're going to take the Bengals without saying, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals? Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. So Garrett is taking the Bengals to win. So that's three versus one, Bruce. But anywho, anywho. So your first bet for the Super Bowl this weekend, we're going to take Cincinnati plus four. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that line. I think that the game's eventually going to come down to a field goal. So if you're going to give Cincinnati that field goal that might cause the Rams to win, I'll take that all day, especially thinking that they're going to win outright. I would would take Bengals' money line as well. I'll take – but I'll give me the four points. I'll take it. What else? 
We're going to take Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdown passes. I I think that that is pretty much a guarantee. Uh, I don't see a way that Jamar Chase doesn't at least get one. And somebody else, I don't know if it's CJ, I don't know if it's P. Ryan. Somebody, P. Ryan had a 40-plus yard receiving touchdown last week. Somebody, somebody else will catch a touchdown pass. I think that's pretty much a guarantee. What else? Well, Joe Burrow to win the MVP. Okay. As long as Cincinnati wins, and if you're betting with us, it's 3-1. to one. So Cincinnati is going to win. I There's nobody else could. I mean, unless Joe Mixon goes off for, you know, a 200-yard, two-tud game, or Jamar Chase goes off for a 200-yard, two-tud game. Burrow's numbers are going to be insane along with it. So, yeah, I think I, I would take Burrow to win MVP as well. A plus 225. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take it. We take Cooper Cup over 89.5 receiving yards. I mean, you you there's no way you can argue that. The guy's, the guy's good for... At a minimum, hundred yards a game. So yeah, I think I think Coop going over ninety receiving yards. That's I, I don't see a way that doesn't happen. What else we got? We're gonna go Joe Mixon over eighty nine and a half rushing yards. Okay, that one interests me a little bit because that Rams defensive line is stout. You don't think he's got hundred yards in him? But you know what? I I think he does just because I think they're gonna have they're gonna be putting so much pressure on Burrow that Mixon's going to have a few big runs and he's going to find some gaps. Hmm? And we talked about this earlier in the episode. The key to winning this game is going to be the run. And I think Cincinnati's going to win, so it only makes sense that Mixon has a good game. I think P. Ryan's going to get his market share, but I don't think it's going to take away too much from Mixon. So I'll take Mixon over 90 yards. That's going to be a tough one. It's going to come down to the wire. Like, you're going to be sitting there if you bet that in the fourth quarter with... uh, some streaks in your mantis, but I think that'll I think that'll hit. I think they're gonna have to run the ball to win the game. So I'll, I'm good with that. Okay. Finally, parlay of the day. Ooh. It's the Bengals plus four. Okay. And okay. It's anytime touchdown score. Score Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Game's at nine and a half at the end of the first. Ooh, wow. So obviously I like the Bengals plus four. Uh, Coop to score. Who else? It was Coop. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. And Mixon to score. I I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. That's plus what? 2,800. Oh, I think that's easy money. I, you know, even, even with the first quarter thing, I, I think that in Super Bowls, in the past Super Bowls, we've seen everybody come out a little slow in the first half, you know, and throughout the entire playoffs, we've seen at least one team come out slow in the first half. It's going to be loud. There's going to be a shitload of emotion in there. You know, there's going to be... There's going to be Eminem. Eminem's going to be there. Yeah, great. Uh, (laughs) But I think it's going to take Stafford a minute to get into the flow of the game. And I think Burrow's going to be a little tiny bit shell-shocked at first. So I'm good. I don't think that... I think that first quarter's going to be a 7-0, 3-0... 6-3 situation. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in the first quarter. That's a solid parlay. That is a very solid parlay. And, I mean, obviously, Man, you know, stuff. don't go out and bet, you know, your your whole savings account on that parlay. But if you got, you know, 
10, 20, 30 bucks to throw around, I think it's, a, I think it's easy money. I do. The three touchdown scorers are almost a guarantee. And, you know, if you think the Bengals are going to win the game, pfft, I'll play with it. Listen, I'll hog tie you to the back of my car. Are we, <laughs> oh, yeah. street. Are we fucking serious right now? You couldn't rope if your life <laughs> depended on it. Anyways. I was a Boy Scout, actually. Oh, were so, you? Yeah. You could tie some knots, Bruce. Anyways. Maybe a few. Anyways. Maybe. Those are our picks of the week. That's it. Beautiful. Nicely done. Nicely done. We're going we're gonna to keep coming at you with this segment. Garrett has been literally behind a desk with his glasses on and a pen in his little pocket protector just studying these picks all week. So get ready for them. They're coming at you every week. One more thing. Does Eminem wear a Stafford jersey during the halftime? You know what? I saw this was talked about. How can you not? That, that's what I was thinking. How can you not? I mean, unless they have some sort of wardrobe situation where they're, you know. I mean, what would he be wearing? That fucking black cap with the jacket? Yeah, a black the jacket and a black pair of pants. Everywhere. Yeah. No, I think, it'd be, I think it'd be a good shout out to show up to there in a Lions jersey. But That'd be sick. Yeah. Garrett, nicely done. Those are the uh, picks of the week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tipped Balls podcast. We hope you enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Remember, subscribe wherever you prefer to listen, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, so you get the latest updates on when our new episodes come out. Also, follow us on Instagram at Tipped Balls, like our page on Facebook, and if you're on TikTok, follow us there for a ton of Super Bowl content this weekend. It's at Tipped Balls Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening, and you'll hear from us next week. Am I perfect?